Coming to you live from the JRE Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studios, it's the Cigar Pulpit. Hello everybody and welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm the Bishop of the Bird, Nick, and with me as always... This feels like deja vu. I'm Gator. Thank you. <laughs> and with us, we have Jake Cronin. He's the uh, Regional Sales Director for Arturo Fuente and J.C. Newman for the eastern half of the country. How are you, Jake? Doing well. Thanks for having me on, guys. Thanks for coming out. You're like a big deal. I know. Like this is like this is cool. This is like a guy. This is like a legit guy. I'm gonna I'm gonna fill up my boot. You're, not, boot. you're not gonna fill it up with one can, but oh, you, know. you just watch me. See, and you just like go for the hard pour. That's how you're supposed so, to do it. So foamy. Tell me, I'm not gonna fill it up. So foamy. <laughs> I knew what I was doing. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> well, you yeah. know why you pour it that way. It, it releases all of the bubbles that cause you to be gassy. You're going to be gassy no matter Ask what. Ask any bartender. <laughs> You're going to be gassy no matter what. I already am from the Dairy Queen I had before this. Exactly. And by the way, yeah. Dairy Queen. Rusty by Dairy Queen. Um, no, so today we're celebrating Bricktoberfest. J.C. Newman Bricktoberfest 2022. Absolutely. In a damn wind tunnel. In a wind tunnel. But um, <laughs> Cheers. Anyway, so we have the boots. Das Boot. Jake didn't want a boot. I, I didn't have a boot. You, <laughs> you didn't have a boot. You have a boot. I have a boot. I mean, you have to tape the toe. That's right. But, <laughs> you know. See. Nick broke the toe of his boot. I'm waiting. Okay. What did I do? You know what I'm talking about. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm waiting. Like, note. <laughs> what did I do? Nothing. What the hell? You didn't do anything at all. So. That boot's going to topple we're having the a wind. beverage, and uh, we're going to smoke the uh, Bricktoberfest 2022 5th Anniversary Exclusive Cigar. Why don't you tell us about this cigar, Jake? No, we wanted to do something special for the 5th Anniversary of Bricktoberfest, and this started as a fun idea five years ago. We had uh, just wanted to get some retailers involved tell the story and this has grown into a big national event every year we've got a we've got customers asking about it year round and it's become a thing and so to commemorate the fifth anniversary of this uh, jc newman cigar company made a special cigar just for this occasion and it's the Bricktoberfest 2022 fifth anniversary pigtail cigar the cigar is a little different than uh, the rest of the cigars in the Brickhouse line this one is an entirely nicaraguan puro so it's got a little more body it's got a little more spice to it and uh, it's it's one of my favorite blends that comes out of our factory down there in Esteli. Oh my God! You can really taste the Esteli. <laughs> you big fan of the Esteli? Oh, <laughs> you a, have no idea. He's a big fan of the Esteli. That's <laughs> that's for sure. So I need to get mine out of the cellophane. So, oh God, yeah. this is a, this is an it's, ongoing thing. thing for all these people that hate it's, it. It's ASMR that Suck he does. Sucking up boys and just like yeah, <laughs> I got gotcha. yeah, It's it's the whole thing. Um, so now let me ask, um, I had, when, when Jeff and I went down to Tampa and visited, uh, uh El Rey Lowe mm-hmm. back in 2020, I purchased a box of the, um, Brickhouse, uh, Ciento Por Ciento. Yeah. Oh, got it. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> um, there are so many people so mad at me right now. Anyway, so, uh, the Ciento Por Cientos, and I really did enjoy that, that blend and that cigar. Right. Is this similar it's to that? It's going to be similar. It's very similar. Gonna oh, he's going to be so okay, happy because yeah, he loves be so that. Happy. Excellent. Excellent. 
It was it was a really good. Time. I actually still have some of that box in the house. Actually, I only I've got been, to smoke a handful of them, but that's a cigar that I get asked about a lot. I've been slow smoking through that box because I don't want to waste it. You were so happy when we got that. I was. That was, was that that was two years ago, wasn't it? That's, it was. That's yeah. literally what I just got done. Okay. Saying. Yeah. Yeah. I don't pay attention. I, I know was, you were too I busy dicking with your cellophane <laughs> instead of actually paying attention. Well, why don't we go ahead and prep to cut the cigar in the official. <laughs> Are you, are you done? Are you done? No. The official. This is what you signed yeah, up for. This is good. I you like didn't. This. You didn't know. But I like this. this. Is, okay. He's never heard us before. <laughs> and, and no offense, I've not heard any podcast before, so it's he, not nothing against you guys. He had no, no idea what he was walking into. <laughs> no idea. Um, but it's time for the official cutting, and the official cutting is brought to you by Dan the Man Ponder over there at Riverman Cigar Company. Dan the Man Ponder has the Bricktoberfest 2022. He has the boots. You can get a boot. When you purchase seven Brickhouse cigars, you get a free Bootstein. And uh, that does include the Bricktoberfest 2022. I know he's got at least one full box still remaining. Um, and I last I knew, there were a few singles left on the shelf and everything. So, you know, he's got the uh, exclusive 5th anniversary cigar. He has plenty of just, you know, regular standard line Brickhouse cigars, which are great for the price point. I mean, that's, oh, yeah. it's, it's one of my, like normal go-to cigars is the sun grown you know just because for the price point you get such a really well-made cigar and uh with with a lot of flavor to it and you can get all those at riverman cigar company now since you're also the arturo fuente side of things correct we would be remiss if we didn't point out the fact that dan is rolling in rare pink over there the the rare pinks absolutely that was uh a surprise for most of the country when we started shipping those last week, and uh, and they hit. It's it's one of those magical things that happen. You don't see it very often, but every single person in the industry is talking about the rare pinks, and uh, they are selling out very quickly. They're they're disappearing off the shelves quickly. So you said Dan might still have some. He might not. Dan Dan, Dan is, is as of yesterday. Dan still had some. Okay. So, I think we're good. So now, I've had a couple of rare pinks in my life, but I've never smoked a cigar. <laughs> anyway, well, you can get you can get <laughs> sorry, all of this. Sorry, Dan. You can get all of this by swinging by Riverman Cigar Company if you're in the St. Louis area. And if you're not in the St. Louis area, Dan does do mail order. So, you can give him a call at the shop and we can put a box of uh, cigars together, accessories, singles, you know, whatever, even a Stein if you buy seven uh, Brickhouse cigars. Right um, you can get all that shipped to you wherever you're at, so just give them a call. They're at Riverman Cigar Company, Crestwood, Missouri. And with that, it's time to go ahead and cut the cigar. That was very impressive. You know, thank you. I mean, I, I just it. I rolled right through your wretchedness and everything. I mean, yeah. it worked out well. And I, I think since I don't know you guys' show, I already cut my cigar. Is that like, against oh, the rules? Premature he cut. prematurely okay. cut. I did. That's all right. I you did. can see a doctor. <clears throat> That's all right. Good. So while, while, so. while Nick's cutting here, I'll explain to you the process. So we're going to do now the cold draw. Okay. And see what flavors we do get. Do you need to borrow my cutter? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he never brings a lighter and cutter, <laughs> like, ever. I don't even know why you asked. It's just not assume. like we're doing a cigar podcast right. or anything. You know, it's like just, just a soup. Yeah. And then we do my patented, the Gator Special. You ready for this? I'm ready. The Cold Retro Hail. It's a thing. It's the dumbest fucking thing. It sounds like breathing. 
It is. It's sort, it sort of is. Kind of right. So we breathe. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So what you do is you, you, know, you do the cold I mean, Look at him. That is a difficult prospect sometimes. You know? That's why I said the good thing about the wind today. Nobody can hear me breathing into the microphone. <laughs> so we'll do the cold draw, and then we'll do the cold retro. So essentially, the cold retro is just like just like you would do a retro hail, except we're doing it without it being lit. Sure. Okay. So. Okay. Are you going to do that? Yeah. You, you went with the V-Cut. Good for you. I did. Okay. Thoughts there, Jeff? Let me try the... Hold on. Let me try the cold retro. Oh, my gosh. I don't buy into the cold retro. I was going to say, that's the first time I've ever heard it. Try it. See if it works. I guarantee you. Basically suck on the cigar and, like, breathe out your nose. I Mm -hmm. I don't know. You know how to do it. I don't even want to hear it. <laughs> Suck your shit. It doesn't do anything. It, it does. does. You get different. A cold drop. You get different senses off your olfactory senses no, you than don't. you do off your no, taste buds. You don't. No, okay, you ready? The sad part is he's had people agree with him. Really? People in the oh, industry, dude. like yeah. actual people like, in the industry. Remind me when this is over. I'll tell you the manufacturer <laughs> that, like, straight up on air, like, agreed with him. That was like it was a legit thing. That okay, totally agreed with him. Yeah. All the right. cigar is salty. I don't get salt. It's off of salty, it at all. and it it has the cold draw and the and the cold retro hail of dried peaches. I will give you wow. the dried fruit. There is some sort of like you don't of, get salt off of this. I don't get. I'm salt getting off distinct of salt off of the cigar. No, no, the dried fruits there. But anyway, I'm lighting up because yep. I want my cigar. So. And I'm really bad at descriptive terms on cigars, so most of the time it's, it tastes like good tobacco or it tastes like bad tobacco. Well, there my you go. my my favorite one is uh, chiclets and cantaloupe. Do you had a cigar that tasted like that? No, he just makes shit up. <laughs> I re- I remember reading a review a few years back on a cigar that. Uh, they said it tasted like wet cardboard and mushrooms. And, <laughs> I don't think that's a good and, thing. And it still got like a, a high rating in whatever website or blog, whatever. It I was. could see I the just, mushrooms if you if you have a cigar that's maybe got that little musty yeah. to it. I could see the mushrooms. At edamame kind of thing. Yeah, there you go. Uh, not edamame mushrooms. Or not edamame. Like what's the what's the edamame is the sweet like, beans. What's the um, umami. Umami. Okay. I'm getting my terms mixed up. All right. You knew what I was now, talking about. Now, you might see it, um, the smell that, like, rotting mulch puts off. That would be the mushroom, the musty. That doesn't... What, what kind of mulch? Like, like mulch. Oh, like, okay. if you open a bag uh, of mulch, yeah, yeah, yeah. you get that, that waft sure. of, you know, the breakdown of the wood. I don't say, that doesn't sound pleasant at all. But that's that's... That's what you'll get on a kind of a musty cigar. Okay. Of, of course, he likes to use barnyard. I got to pick on him. Yeah. Because you've sure, never sure. heard I, any of this. Yeah. But the yeah. problem with barnyard is it implies manure. It does not. Yes, it, it, I, mean, I don't think so. You're wrong. I mean, you can have a barnyard that doesn't have manure in it. Yeah. But, it's but, kind it, of a mixture of like a thing. hay straw and like farm. earthy. Earthy. Yeah. Earth. Then say meadow. But with, a, with, with that hay and straw component. Yeah, but you say meadow and then you think like flowers. You have flowers in your meadow? I do. Oh. It's a happy meadow. Or hey, he's got a nice meadow. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. It's very hot, by the way. Don't touch I'm it. I'm sure it is because you like to, you know, Should we take your bets with the, on uh, at what point during the cast that iPad tips over and shatters? The, w- the wind is picking Into up. a million pieces. I really hope. There was like a oh, dust that, Oh, shit. It's storm. moving. It's moving. There was a dust. It really there. did move. 
Jeff, you watch your cord. I'm more worried about your iPad. There goes oh, the I boot. I'm going to say, the boot's going to go Did you guys not, You'll see it. You'll see this when you go back and look. This thing lifted off the ground. Like, lift went forward and then righted itself. Okay. While we were talking about it. Well, that's, that's just... Yeah, it was disconcerting. Um, I don't know what to do other than that, so... It's well, maybe move this table so you, if you have to like spring up quickly, you can. Of course, there's very little chance of Here. you springing up quickly. You no. know, you're putting that there just in case it falls over. Yes, it works to maybe catch it. I don't think that's gonna work. Wants well, a shot. <laughs> hey, it's on my iPad, but I'm still I'm looking out for you. I'm just trying to get a show in, and you're. I heard a god. You know, whatever. I watched that thing lift off the ground. Uh, there we go. Anyway, so, Jake, yes, tell us about what you do for Arturo Fuente and Jason. Sure, Let's sure. start there. So, in a few months, I'll have been doing this for 18 years. Oh, wow. So, yeah, both the Fuentes and the Newmans took a chance on a kid from Southern Illinois straight out of college, and here we are 18 years later. So I'm the regional sales manager for the better part of five states out here, uh, Missouri, Arkansas, Southern Illinois, Southern Indiana, Kentucky, and Western Tennessee. But I'm also the territory director of sales for the eastern half of the country for both Arturo Fuente and Jason Newman, which sees me going all up and down the east coast working with uh, my salesmen, visiting the customers, and just uh, telling the stories about our our two families. That's fantastic. So... Um, you know, some people that listen to us may not be aware of the relationship mm-hmm. between Arturo Fuente and J.C. Newman. Yeah. But let, let's talk about that a little bit. It's, it's a fantastic partnership. Um, I guess uh, Fuente and Newman, both being Tampa-based companies, were always around together, always worked well together in the, the greater cigar industry down there in Tampa. But it was in the, the mid-'80s where they took the relationship to the next level and uh, started a partnership. It originally started with um, Arturo Fuente making some of the J.C. Numa cigars in their factory in the Dominican Republic. And over the years, that morphed into uh, sharing a sales force, um, sharing shipping, sharing business. It's a partnership, and in my opinion, is probably, if not the most successful partnership in the premium cigar industry. Okay. That's awesome. So then... You as a sales rep mm-hmm. and, well, sales director, whatever, you know, you in the sales side of things, mm-hmm. you work for... Both families. Both families. Both families. Yep. So, okay. So, you, so you're an employee of both companies. Then. I am. Okay. I didn't know if it was a situation where technically you worked for, you know, one and... Oh, no. I, know, got, I, have, I, have, two, I have two bosses. <laughs> that's, that's what it comes well, down to. Well, and what I... I was going to wait until a little bit later to bring this up, but I don't know where you find the time to moonlight at State Farm. <laughs> well, you know, that's funny. It's been, seven, <laughs> it's been seven years, seven years since I was able to wear a pair of khakis. As soon as that commercial came out, I threw every single pair of khakis I had out because I couldn't take it. And it wasn't just for my customers. It was consumers because as soon as you introduce yourself, You're Jake. hey, I'm Jake. Oh, Jake from State Farm. <laughs> Haven't worn a pair of khakis in almost seven years. And then I thought the whole thing was done. Thought the whole thing was done. They didn't have any commercials. 
Then they brought it back on the Super Bowl last year, the year before, See, and that's... it all just started up again. So I'm done. I can't if do it. We would have been thinking we should have had a black guy to swap him out with in the middle of the show. <laughs> just right in the middle. Just yeah. right in the middle. He just gets up, and then another guy sits down and just starts talking about we, Brickhouse. We, we just <laughs> we just cut from him to you know like uh, Teddy. Final third Friday. We'll just do the final third Friday, and then from there, when he come when we come back, it just yeah that would, that would have been funny. Teddy Teddy played black gator on one of the shows. He did. He did. He so, did. <laughs> we have a we have a we have a super fan, Teddy uh, from down in uh, Memphis. Great guy. Okay. We just we love him to death. But he makes it to as many, if not all, of our events that we have. I and mean, so he's just a just a hoot. We awesome. were recording one time, and Jeff tapped out, and he slid in and took over for Jeff. And I was like, you know, Jeff, you've you've changed. And he's like, I'm Black Gator. And I was like, okay. <laughs> That's awesome. It just worked out. That's awesome. Um. So okay, so let's love you, Teddy. Yeah, so let's. Uh, in terms of like working with both families mm-hmm. and everything, you know, um, has is that? I don't want to put you on the spot, but has that proven like difficult or easier when you're dealing with the retailers and going out and promoting the products and everything? It, it's not. It's not easier or more difficult. But anytime that we're out there, you know, with one of our retailers or with a consumer. You know, I guess the way that we say it when we talk about it is we wear two hats. And, you know, for the, the companies have a lot of similarities. They sell the, they, they share the family history. They share the passion. You know, uh, just being such a big part of the premium cigar industry for both of them for over 100 years. But both companies do have different policies, procedures. We've got different lines of cigars that are handled different ways. So when when we go into a store, we do have to wear two different hats. We have to have basically two different conversations with our retailers when we when we sit down with them. And it's it's something that, you know, it's just second nature to us. It's just and it's just was, what we do. I was gonna say, and you're in a situation where you have to have two completely separate sets of information and skills right. ready to to you know, drop at, at a moment's notice, right. switch back and forth. That can be very, very stressful for salespeople. It, it takes a while. I would say, you know, it's interesting. I just said I'm, I'm going to be here for close to 18 years. In all reality, I'm still one of the newest guys on the sales team. Oh, wow. We've got, we've got a number of sales reps with us that have been with us for 20 years, 25 years, even longer. Wow. So it's, I would say that, you know, one thing that we do is we, we take our time and we do the right training, we give the right information, and uh, we try to equip all of our sales reps to go out there and just be good stewards for the company and tell our story because that's that's really what both J.C. Newman and Arturo Fuente are all about is, is, is our history and, and who we are. Okay. So then um, let, let's – you have some sales, some clients that you that you personally service mm-hmm. as uh, the, the local sales rep. Right. You know, Riverman Cigar Company being one of them, yes, in it fact. Is. Yeah. Um, and um, but then from there, you know, you work with other sales reps in other territories and everything. Mm-hmm. So, how does that? I guess, um, like, that, that's a lot to put on one person. Like, you know, you're responsible now for, you know, kind of managing the sales for half of the nation, right? You know. So, I mean, what does that? What does that come down to? What does that look like? What, you know, when you're I guess I'm I'm just I'm trying to formulate up my question properly here, but you know how do how do where does the balance between managing your accounts and also managing you know going out and assisting somebody with helping with sure. their accounts and in 
you know, well, it was, it Maine, was, for example. It was very important for me to to still have my own retail customers that I call on. Because when I'm working with a salesperson or they're having a problem or they're going through a situation, I want to still be able to say, yeah, I'm going through the same thing. Yeah. Or I went through that and this is what worked for me. And, you know, instead of just being somebody that just says do this, do that, it's being able to go through the same process that we're all going through the same situation, I think, helps me do a better job in both aspects of not only being uh, a regional sales manager but also a territory director. And I, I learned... We, it, it's about information sharing. You know, one of the RSMs for our team could say, hey, I tried this and this worked, and it's something that I can use as being a regional sales rep for my customers. And then I, it's just about information sharing. I think there's a good balance to it. So let me ask you, um, selling now mm-hmm. as opposed to selling pre-COVID, mm-hmm. what's changed for you? Well, I don't think there's anybody that would say that we didn't go through a pretty massive cigar boom here over the last two and a half, three years. Mm-hmm. Um, Volume-wise, it's it was bigger than the, the cigar boom that everybody references back in the 1990s. So, interestingly enough, over the last couple of years, there's not been a lot of quote-unquote sales happening. Um, the demand's been so high that there's there's more of the job of making sure the right cigars are going to the right places at the it's right time. more logistics at it's, this point, it, though. It, it really is. It, it really is. So, I mean, this boom has kind of set the industry on fire. There's cigar. There was shortage of cigars, and there's a lot of cigars. It's just about making sure that we can maintain our quality and consistency of the cigars, make sure that our customers are getting taken care of in the way they're supposed to, and just making sure the right cigars are in the right place. So, I mean, there's not, I mean, it sounds funny, there's not been a lot of sales. I, I think of sales as actually going to a store, helping a retailer identify what they need, find room on the shelf for products and everything like that. But with this boom that, that we're having, it's been a lot of, I need three times as many cigars as you're sending me right now. And it's like, hey, we're working on it, you know, just... We'll get there. We'll get there. But we just want to make sure our product stays consistent, quality high, and that you get the cigars that you need when you need them. So you just brought that up. I mean, I know at least during COVID there were issues because, you know, factories were being told that they had to limit the number of rollers. Right. Holy God. There, that iPad almost went again. Limit the number of... Oh, shit. There There it went. (laughs) I was trying. I was trying. How bad? It ain't. It ain't good. <laughs> oh God! The iPad actually came off. Yes. It's intact. Is it cracked? It's intact. Oh. So it's corner. Oh well, I think that corner. Like, is it cracked? Cracked, or is it like? Ah, shit! Yeah, it cracked yeah. on the corner. That was a pretty big gust of wind. It, it was. was a big gust of wind <laughs> there. Hi guys, boy, we're still running. I was gonna say, if you're we're watching good. on the YouTube, this is definitely an interesting, uh, interesting thing here. I did try to get up and save it. I yeah, was, you, you, you I, I mean, I guess that big, that last big gust. Yeah. Yeah. What do you want to do? I don't know. How do we? How do we anchor this? De- I don't know. This is the this is the riveting part of live radio here. Yeah. Is that, you know, I'm gonna leave all this shit in. Um, this is the first time that's ever happened to us. It's Let gonna, me ask you a question. If you crank that down and like lower the iPad, you know, you think that would help 
that maybe. It maybe isn't quite as tall. I think it'll be great to see all our faces when we sit there and just watch the iPad fall. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. It seems more stable now. That's what I'm wondering. I'm wondering if maybe like, to... lowering it maybe yeah. helped out a little bit. Yeah, let me put this box back to try to break the fall again. Yeah, it worked great before. <laughs> if it had stayed in there, it would have been perfect. It's when it hit that and bounced out. Yeah. That's... So, in other words, your box is what caused that. Oh, no. If the box <laughs> went there, it would have went straight into the pavement. Uh... <laughs> it slowed the descent. Let's put it that way. Okay. Well, it's okay. That was back again. That was I wouldn't say fun, but... No, it's not fun. It cracked your iPad. That sucks. It does suck. But at least it's just a glass. Maybe I can get that repaired somewhere. I don't know. If you anyway. have, if you bought the insurance with it, they'll repair it for. They'll come to your house and repair it. Oh, dude, that thing is old. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then you're screwed. I'm screwed. Um, you notice it's in a, it's in the white mode now, though. I know <laughs> it changed. The, the it did. Yeah. Anyway, it's all right. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know. If you're watching this on the YouTube, this is a fucking show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, oh, so yeah, where I don't even remember where I was. We were talking about COVID. Um, sure. So, okay. So, yes. Yeah, so, uh, during COVID, obviously, there was, you know, problems with, you know, the factories being able to maintain a certain number of rollers and everything right. like that. And so you did have some shortage issues going on and everything. Has that kind of started to balance back out and... Um, you know, become less of an issue, do you yeah. think? Or I, I can speak for our companies. De- yeah. It definitely has been. Um, I would say that the Dominican Republic was affected a little bit more. It seemed like the um, factory shutdowns, the social distancing issues yeah. like that were, were a little bit longer. But the one thing also, um, when it comes to, like, shutting down a factory or something, it's not like you just flip the light switches off and tell everybody to go home. Well, yeah, you and need somebody there to maintain that tobacco that's you, aging and the do that. I mean, first, and everything. You, yeah. you, you send home the, the people that sort the tobacco, and then you send home the people that roll it, and then you send home the packaging, and then you send home the shipping, and then when you open back up, you start bringing them back in in a, in a row in the same thing. So it was different when they just said, hey, everybody go home, Yeah, and there's some stuff. But I would say that with as bad as everything was, as the industry overall – I mean, it was managed safely and effectively, and, and everybody was able, was able to make do and, and get back up to pretty much capacity in pretty quick order, something I was, it was amazing to see. Now, I know on the Fuente side of things, there's been some really rather unfortunate turn of events. I mean, um, correct me if I'm wrong, there was like a barn fire or something back... Was that two years in December? Was that end of 2020 or end of... Well, the, the last big one I can remember was back in 2011 or 2012. That I was... feel like there was one more recently than well, that. Well, this year there was the hailstorm. Well, yes, okay. Yeah. So that's uh, true. There, there was the hailstorm, the, the freak hailstorm that came through at a time of year that they usually don't happen. And, yeah. And, uh, and put a hurt on a couple of the farms out of Chateau de la Fuente. Mm. So... So did you just sell that tobacco for pipes then or... No, I you know I don't have much more detail than what were in some of the articles that were published, okay. but I think the hailstorm was so big and so bad. I don't know if there was much left. Oh man, wow. so that I sucks. Mean, it was. I mean, we're used to getting some hailstorms out here, and you've seen some cornfields after after yeah, you know. So true. there's there's not a lot left. The worst the worst is a bean field when yeah, it's ready it's, to pick. Yeah, and it, the water whatever comes down, it'll just wash all the beans. 
Yep. Like down to the end of the field, into the ditch. Right. And the farmer just sits there and stares at all his money rotting away. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing you Brutal. can do. Nothing you can do. So one of the things that I hear people talk about sometimes um, regarding um, Opusex mm-hmm. is it's like, you know, how A, how does a shop like obtain that? But then B, it's like, you know, sometimes it seems like these shops, they, they get what they get. Mm-hmm. You know, that it's not really like they can place an order for That's a specific right. kind of thing. So can you explain kind of how that, like, comes about for, for in yeah. that program? You know, the, the one the one big thing that we've got going on, I mean, Fuente Fuente Opus X has been one of the most sought-after cigars uh, in the world, if not the most sought-after cigar since it came out 25-plus years ago. Would we like to be able to make more and sell more of them? I mean, you want to make money, why not? Yeah. Absolutely, but <laughs> there, there's a number of limiting factors that, that come into it, and the and the big one is is the the quality of wrapper leaf we need to make that cigar. With that yeah. being a, a Dominican Puro, all the tobacco coming from the single singular farm Chateau de la Fuente, the wrapper leaf is is really the limiting factor. Um, now, as far as the accounts that get them, there's not. A lot of accounts in the country that get Fuente Fuente Opus X. Like I said, as a salesperson, that's one of the, the things we struggle with. We love all of our customers. We want to take care of all of our customers and get them the product they need. For sure. But there's there's certain things that just can't happen. Mother Nature and t- the tobacco industry, our tobacco just growing and everything, and what makes Chateau de la Fuente so special. I mean, you got to remember, one of the big reasons that Carlito started out, Carlito and his father started out on this project for Chateau de la Fuentes to grow that wrapper leaf in the Dominican Republic is because for generations, people said it couldn't be done. It, it couldn't be done, and they proved that it can be done. It's not easy. But it's, it's not easy, it's, so it's, it's very limited. It's very, very yeah. limited. It's not easy. It can be done, but it's not easy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's... It's something I get asked about every single day. I'm sure every single store, every single consumer, and we try to we try to stick to a consistent schedule of releasing Fuente Fuente Opus X. But at the end of the day, the cigar is going to tell us when it's ready. Um, you know, we like to try to stick to a schedule and let customers know when it's going to be happening. But sometimes, you know, we're not going to release a cigar before it's ready. And, now, now let me yeah. ask you: you say that. Mm-hmm. So, do you? Do you have people at the the factory, the cure, you know, the store, where, wherever? Mm-hmm. Do you have people that take them out, try them, and say, "Oh, still green. We got to this one. This one needs another six months." I mean, how does that work? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a balance of kind of old school and new school. I mean, there's a lot of it that there's feel to it. I mean, first of all, you just set your basic parameters. You know, there's a minimum amount of aging. You know, whether it's I think I think for Fuente Fuente Opus X, I think it's a minimum of a year after after rolling. Um, and then you can check them, feel them, smell them. Somebody smokes some. Hey, these are ready. These aren't. And so there's there's a lot of that uh, that's going on. Um, and you mentioned about customers being able to, you know, not knowing what they get. Yeah. We're we're gonna ship what's ready. It, it, I mean, there's to that. Yeah, yeah exactly. We're, we're gonna ship what's ready. I mean, I've got a lot of customers that say, oh, you know, I need a double Corona or I need a number four or triple X Bellicoso or or whatever, and and it's like I hear you, but you know the cigars and the tobacco are going to tell us when when they're ready. It yeah. might be there's there's certain skews, well, and it also sometimes it's I mean over the last few years it's gotten a little bit better. 
we've not gotten a lot of large raft reliefs off okay. the farm. So there's not been as many Reserva de Chateau Churchills, not as many double coronas, not as many perfection X's, but we've had our fair share of Fuente Fuente Corona Gorda sizes, number fours, number fives, Robustos. So that kind of just ebbs and flows with just the nature of the tobacco and the nature of that farm and what it feels like making and, and, and what we can manufacture with what it makes. Gotcha. One other cigar I wanted to touch on while we're on the Fuente side of things, before mm-hmm. we get to back to the J.C. Newman side of things, yeah. is um, the Casa Fuente. Mm. Because that one, for the longest time, was only available there in Las Vegas. It was, yeah. And I know recently it started to, like, kind of trickle its way out it, it in has. the world a little bit. It has. Can you explain kind of, like, what, what's going on there? Like, what the what the thought process is there? Yeah, no. I'll, first of all, I'll say that is one of my favorite cigars. It's a great cigar. I, I'm a I'm a big fan of that blend. Um, I think it's it's a great cigar. But the original, they were that the house brand for for Casa Fuente out in Las Vegas. But we released some, and I guess it was November of twenty. Was it November of twenty, or was it November of twenty one? I can't remember when it was. But, you know, this was a time where, you know, the pandemic was still having an effect. And uh, both Fuente, uh, Arturo Fuente is very committed to our, our brick-and-mortar stores across the country. And they wanted to give the retailers something that would, you know, get people coming back in the store. You know, there was a lot lot changed, buying patterns changed and everything during the pandemic. But as a, as a way to support our brick-and-mortar stores, they wanted to give them something I mean, we out of a portfolio of a large portfolio of very special and sought after cigars. Casa Fuente was one that our, our our retailers had never had before, so there was a decision made to put some of those out in the market and help help our brick and mortar partners across the country. And uh, and then we just did a, a few more uh, boxes um, this year at the annual uh, PCA trade show. Okay. So was it? What was that? Here. Oh, you got the bubble. There it is. That's pretty cool. <laughs> there it is. The bubble. <laughs> the bubble. The bubble. <laughs> I'm still waiting. You guys, <laughs> you, you know, I'm still you waiting. Guys, you guys are downwind from my bubbles, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Gross. Anyway. <laughs> um, so now, moving on to the J.C. Newman side. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about the Bricktoberfest and kind of how that all came about. Um, you know, one of the other projects that has kind of been a big deal the last few years and has kind of been more of a of a limited release for uh jc newman has been the yagua right and one um, of my favorite cigars i hear that yeah. i hear that a lot from a lot of people so kind of where did that project kind of come about and and um is there was was the success the first time around maybe why it it you know was was there an intent? I guess was there uh, ever a plan to put it out again? And maybe the first time around it went so well that everybody was like, you know, let's do it again. And I, let, I just, let me piggyback on that question yeah. too. Did you know it was going to be as popular as it was? That's a good point. All right, so I had a feeling it would be. I had a feeling. Now, where the idea came from, you know, it came from just conversations. You know. I'm a cigar nerd from back in the day. Yeah. And we've got we got a number of guys on our sales force that are too. With with the number of guys we've got on the team that 
have been in the industry their entire life. You know, when we get together and tell stories and talk about cigars and this and that and the other, talk about the history of cigars. But, you know, this the whole idea just came from, you know, old old style cigars, you know, back in the good old days, you know, that, that kind of stuff, some of this nostalgia stuff. And there were a few of us salesmen, the other territory director that I work with on the West Coast, uh, Michael, uh, it's stuff we, we talk about cigars all the time. And uh, we were talking to Drew and Eric and Bobby Newman about, you know, some ideas and everybody had a little bit of input. So the Newmans went down to our factory in Esteli, uh, Pinsa, uh, JC Newman Pinsa factory and started saying, man, there's some crazy ideas we're talking about, and we got a guy in the factory named Lazaro Lopez, who's uh, been in the industry a long time, Cuban family and everything, and he uh, he goes, I know what you're talking about. And he disappeared for a while, and, and he came back and, and said, you know, these are cigars that my grandfather used to make uh, with tobacco from our farms, and, and oh, he, he would roll these again. I don't know. Are it's we gonna lose the iPad it, again? It seems good. It's I was say, I think the trash can's giving it a nice yeah. block, well, I, and I think taking it down, yeah, a little yeah. lower helped out a lot. So the the, the project kind of took off at that point, and it it uh, I guess the once we worked through, and I, I meant to bring you guys today. I still have some of the original prototypes uh, from the original few bundles of Yagua cigars that were made. That means we have to have him back on. It does. That's that's, that's how I was keeping my foot in the door. Here we go. And uh, I I can't remember if they were. I wish more guests would do that. 2018 or 2019. And it was kind of from some of these first few bundles of cigars that were made were more proof of concept Mm -hmm. than than anything. And it it worked out. So, yeah, we, we manufactured a few. Once I saw what our marketing team had done with the packaging for the cigar. Oh, my gosh. No, let's stop for a moment there. Yeah. To unbox, I bought a box of the Yagua in the second round, Mm -hmm. and um, I finally cracked it open not too terribly long ago because I brought some to my dad because my dad really enjoys them. Right. And um, to unbox the Yagua, it's like an event in and of itself, man. It's like you got the palm leaf and everything. Everything. It's beautiful. You got the story. You got everything. We actually taped Cindy. At last year's Riverman event, opening up a box of Yagua. Yeah. yeah. Which, by the way, we used to call Yagua, but anyway. Everybody does. I yeah. hear a lot of different names for it. That's all right. I hear a lot of different names for it. That one cigar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that weird shape. That one. weird shape. Yeah. One. <laughs> that so cigar I, in the leaves. Yeah. Once, once I saw the final package of what it was, I said, yeah, this is this, this is going to be a winner. I think there's there's a home in the market for something like this. And ever, ever since that first release of them i mean it's it's been good you know originally when we started talking to our customers our retailers about hey let me tell you about this cigar it's this kind of cool old school kind of funky thing and they're like we had some old time retailers that go you know i i remember cigars when they were they were done like that but a lot of other people are like sounds crazy i'm in and, yeah. and so, so we got we got them out there, and it's been fun to watch. Um, I'd like to see us make more and and, and yeah. sell more of them. We are getting close. I don't know if I'm supposed to say this or not, Uh-oh. but uh, we will be we will be having a, a release of Yagua here before the end of the year. Yes, hopefully sometime in in November. So that's something to keep your eyes out here for the next couple of weeks. Fantastic! Now we're talking. Now yeah. we're talking indeed. Yep. Um. 
and yeah, I'd like to see it as a more regular release as well, just because, I mean, I really do enjoy that cigar. Um, you know, Cindy at Riverman and I have talked about it. She kind of feels like maybe it's, um, that it's a cigar that is not necessarily for every day because it's so, it's so unique that you want to, you, you, it's like you don't want to eat filet mignon every sure, day, sure. you know, cause then yeah. it's like not special anymore. I right. do. And, and all that. But <laughs> I, I want to. But, but I'm with Jeff. I'm, yeah. I'm perfectly yeah. fine with eating filet mignon and smoking yaguas every day cause, you know, they're good. So that's, that's right. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd like to see us, number one, make more. Yeah. Make more. The process, the process is, um, to make that cigar is a little different. Uh, it takes it takes a long time for them to to keep that those interesting shapes wrapped in that palm leaf. Yeah, everything they they got to stay in that bundle in that aging room down there for about a year. So wow. I mean the the time horizons for you know increasing and making more is 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 a long one. Yeah, it, it's a long one. But I'd like to see us make more of not only that, but I'd also like to see us continue to. You know, experiment with the brand. This was such a different project to begin with. I'd like to see us uh, try some different wrapper leaves. You know, try some different sizes, and uh, just kind of see what happens. Well, and and to that point, I want to talk about kind of the company and and some of the moves that it's been making, mm-hmm. um, because I feel like and and correct me if I'm wrong here, and I don't mean this as any sort of disrespect to like Eric and Bobby, but mm-hmm. it feels like Drew has kind of been a very um, disruptive in a good way kind of sure. kind of influence on the company yeah. that he's come in you know uh the the el rey low you know renovations Absolutely. now you have this bed and breakfast across yep. street that you gotta get the bats out of yeah that's and right and then um you know but then from there you have uh the american mm-hmm. and i don't know what if he was maybe one of the driving force with yagua or if it was he kind was. of a collaborate yep. okay so it just feels like drew's kind of bringing a little bit more of a of a you know, fresh set of eyes to the company and kind of breaking it out of, of maybe this uh, more standard mold that it was in before. You know, I think I think the best way I could put it is is Drew, he's he's great. I mean, the family lineage of J.C. Newman and being able to be on the, the fourth generation is just something that's amazing. And I think every generation brings in something new and something different. It's like you said, a fresh set of eyes. And I guess the best way I can say it is, you know, if you're not getting, Drew would encapsulate, if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. Yeah. So he's taking a look at all aspects of everything we do. You know, you talk about, you know, doing something like the American, the El Relo thing. But you can also take a look at, at some of the smaller things, like repackaging decisions that are being made. I was planning Baton, on getting yeah, on the that. The Baton repackaging, the recently updated Black Diamond packaging. So there's a lot of it. <laughs> Dear God, this is probably one of the windiest episodes we've done. It has to be. Oh, all right, we're we're settling in. We're heading to Oz. <laughs> um, no, so you brought up the repackaging, the Perla Del Mar repackaging. Yeah, I forgot was, about Perla. Was it's amazing. amazing. It's amazing. And 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 you know, I love the shade grow. The the, yeah. the the cigars themselves are just so good and. You know, were there changes made to the blend on those, or are they the same cigars, just repackaged? It was, I mean, I guess the best way to put it, which is something that you'll hear us say or you'll see it, it was refined. Okay. And, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that the blend was 
change drastically or, or we slightly. change just uh, just a little bit and you know sometimes that could be when you use a, a a term like refined you know maybe some of the filler tobacco was aged a little longer you know may maybe they use a little bit of higher priming something or anything like that so all the tobacco is the same yeah but you know you just tweak it you know you just do something a little different and it, i'll tell you just in general and you see it in all industries not just the premium cigar industry you know, when people say, oh, they changed the packaging. Oh, they changed the can of Diet Coke. It's not the same as it was. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, yeah, McDonald's changed their logos. You know, I like the old one better and everything like that. When we've made these changes, especially like Perla Del Mar, I mean, I get a little nervous as a salesman because we go out and we, we get products on the shelf. We get them moving. We get people selling them. So when we make a change, that makes me worry about the end consumer. That He's going to come in and look at this and say, oh, they changed that cigar. It doesn't taste the same. Yeah. And everything like that. We've not had that happen, you know, knock on wood, that with anything, it's it's broadened the appeal, it's broadened the horizons, and, and it's been it's been great to see. Well, I'll tell you, you know, at least at Riverman, one of the, like, fastest sellers is that Perla Del Mar, um, like, five-pack, the mm-hmm. fresh pack. That's right. I yeah. mean, we blow through that yeah. thing, because for the price point... The Perla Del Mar is just an amazing cigar. It yep. is. It is. I mean, and even even if it were higher priced, it would still be a really great cigar. Sure. But at the price point that it's at, I mean, I don't know. And this is coming from a guy who does not care for box price cigars. Sure. Sure. You know, so mm-hmm. I just I don't understand you. The, you have like to hear box this press. from more than just me. I, I'm not a box press guy. I, Boom. See, not, I'll I'll smoke. It's mouthfeel. Yeah, hundred. It's comfortable. Yes. I, I like a box press. You can set it down; it doesn't roll off. Well, on a day like today, I, that'd be helpful. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. under normal circumstances, I'm not worried about right. that. But today, maybe. I mean, that's look, an issue. on the, uh, I, I'm, I'm not saying I exclude all box press cigars, but if you no. give me a choice between a round and a box press, I'm going to take a round. hundred percent. So you know what? It's funny. We've done comparisons on the show before between a box press and and the same cigar not box pressed. The taste is different. They do taste different. Yes. They do. They do. They do. I, I prefer a box press, to be honest. I like a box press cigar. Nick and I could not disagree more. No. Well, I'll say, I mean, we talk about box press. That's the one thing that we did on Perla Del Mar, too, is we changed the press. The The original press was a little more square mm-hmm. and had more of a kind of four 90-degree angles on it. it it's and, funny you say that because yeah. I still have some of those... And they are just a square. They are, as opposed to a rectangle. They yeah. Are. And and so this new this new press we've got, we call it the Tampa press. It's it's a little more elongated and a little rounder on the edges. It's I personally very flat. like it. It it it, 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 yeah. it. It's not that parallelogram. Yeah. I guess whatever. Yeah. It's got some. I, I I really like the new press. I mean, as far as press cigars go, I like the new press. Yep. Mm-hmm. I bought a box of those at El Relo. Last year, when we were down there. And, I mean, that may very well have been the first box of box press cigars that I actually bought. Full box. Yeah. Because it was just like, it was just such a, the Corojo is such a good cigar. It is. That I was just like, I have to have that. That little Corona Gorda size uh, that we've got in the Corojo, that's that's one that I I keep with me quite a bit. I just love the size. Fantastic. So, what I, what what can people be looking forward to from uh, J.C. Newman and uh, Arturo Fuente? Maybe uh, coming up here, you know, maybe rest of this year, early sure. next year. I know you mentioned that there's the possibility that there's another round of Yaguas yeah. coming out. Yeah, yeah, better than not possibility. Okay, better. So, I like yeah, a better, better than better not than possibility. Better than not possibility. Yep. Um, I mean, first of all, what can people 
expect. You know, the same quality consistency. I got to get that one in there. I'm no, 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 guy. no. Go I'm for a, it. I'm a company guy. Quality consistency. Chill. That. Chill. Yeah. Let me, let me jump in there. Yeah. We noticed, and I was going to bring this up earlier, and we, we kind of veered off, so I let it go. But since we circled back to that, that's one thing that we noticed during the pandemic. Nick and I both did. Mm-hmm. Is that there? it seemed like some companies, and I'm not going to name anybody because I don't want right. to dog anybody. But it seemed like some companies may have been pushing cigars out that weren't ready. And we were running into issues with, you know, uh, strange burn holes. Um, a lot voids. of voids, yeah. tobacco yeah. voids, where you look down, you yeah. look right down the center of the cigar. And I, I can say, I with my, my hand to God, I can say I never ran into that with any of the cigars that you rep no, for, for I, sure. I appreciate hearing that. You know, and again, not to talk about any other company. I mean, we're all in this together. It's too small of an industry for people to be fighting back and forth. But, you know, at that high, high peak of demand, especially right there in late 2020 when we just saw it skyrocket. And as you mentioned earlier, there were some factories that were closed for an extended amount of time. I mean, the industry as a whole went through some major back orders. Yeah, oh, for ma- sure. Major back orders that, I mean, many of them are still feeling the after effects of having those big back orders. But, you know, look, we have some retailers get upset with us. Oh, man, I, I want your cigars. You know, I need this. I need that. And why don't you have them and everything like that? You know, XYZ company doesn't have any back orders. And I'm like, why don't you take a step back and think about why Maybe <laughs> why do they have a lot of cigars? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, like I said, not trying to throw anybody under the bus, but I'm like, look, I only know how we make cigars. And there's not a faucet that you turn what? on and cigars come out of it and you throw them in a box and I you want ship that them. faucet. Though. I do too, yes. Um, so so uh, well, that brings up a question in my mind and you don't have to answer it because I don't want to like, you know, maybe cause trouble. But sure. like... I know there's at least one brand, not one that you represent, mm-hmm. that lost a number of retailers, at least in the St. Louis area, and it's down to maybe about four or five, mm-hmm. um, because they just could not get product to those people. Yeah. Did you have any people that, like, you know, I mean, you, you represent some really big brands, so I would we assume do. probably not, but did you have any, like, issues in that regard where somebody's just like, hey... You guys can't. I mean, no, no. Because I didn't really notice any real issues necessarily. You know, the one from your the one thing that we've got that benefits us is that we've got both families, both Arturo Fuente and Jason Newman, have very large portfolios, and and we're blessed that the majority of both those portfolios all sell very well. Yeah. So you know, maybe a customer couldn't get this cigar that they wanted, but I've got. An alternative. And, and that's something Dan's and, told me yes, about you. That's right. Is that you come in and you're like, all right, look, I know in the warehouse I've got this, this, and this. Right. I don't have this, so we can at least take this right. off the shelf and we can swap it out with one mm-hmm. of the ones I've got. And until that we way get we back can and, stop. and yeah. we can at least keep the shelves that, full that's, that's with something. It, that's what it comes down to. And that's just having the depth of both of our portfolios. Now, it's not ideal to get either a retailer or a consumer down to their third or fourth choice in our line. But the fact that we've got it yeah. and we can we can offer some alternatives is what really shows strength in our brand, but it also helps our retailers continue to move our product. For sure. For sure. Well, fantastic. Well, I was, I, did we, did he actually get around to answering the full question of what's coming up? Oh, we, no, no, no. We talked, right, so I was going to say, we we'll talked about you know, the quality and, and the and, and, yes. and when you're done with that, I have something I want to throw in. Cool. Okay. So we'll do, we'll do, um, Yagua coming up here. 
we should see um, some more of the the new refined updated black diamond coming into the market okay. uh, here in the next few weeks, and that's on the J.C. Newman side. On the Arturo Fuente side, you know, the holiday season is always uh, a big one for Arturo Fuente. I mean, we just did this awesome release of the rare pinks here over the last week or ten days. Uh, Christmas season means anejos. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, Hemingway Maduro's and whatever other exciting, surprising stuff that Carlito pulls pulls out for us to, to share with people. And uh, I would say there's a, a better than not chance that we'll see some more Fuente Fuente Opus X before the end of the year. Fantastic. Very so, cool. Yeah. So what did you want to turn on? I've already forgotten. <laughs> okay. Well, why don't we talk about the cigar for a little bit? I am. That was uh, it. That was it. Oh, okay. we haven't talked about the cigar at all since we lit it. Well, then why don't you talk about it? It's very good. I'm down to the final third. Final I, third cigar. Final third. I'm getting close to the final third on it because, um, I mean, Jake's been talking, so he's got more cigars. Yeah, I was going to say I'm. Um, I but I smoke fast. Well, and the wind is not helping. That's it's something. Not. That's the one thing. Yeah, it's I'm a, I'm a slow cigar smoker, but this wind is is it's, making this cigar burn. It's burning, and it's not helping that regard. Uh, I had that problem. I was recording the other day for another show, and uh, I, I burned through a. You have uh, another show. Another episode. Oh, okay. one that you couldn't make. Oh, I thought you meant another show, like you were doing a side gig. No, no. But the, you think I have time for that? You don't do another podcast? No, I mean, not one that I want to talk about here. <laughs> anyway, um, anyway, but yeah, it's about. And I don't. It's about poor Jake. All right, yeah. <laughs> gotcha. I mean, you know, you got to critique the. Sure. Movie, you know, I hear you. Like, I hear you. It's not one wish where you're smoking cigars. Let's put it that way. But, um, Anyway, but no, so um, it's a great cigar. I am liking it. The wind is definitely making it difficult. I haven't done a... uh, Retro? Yeah, let's do it. (coughs) I kind of swallowed a smidge of that. Um, there's a little, there's a little body. There's I would a, say there's a little body to it. There's some strength to that. It's uh, not. It's not. It's like a white pepper. It's not a yeah, not a not black a, pepper. Yeah. No. 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 It's not something that's like. Although it's lingering slightly. I'm not. I'm slightly. I I thought it was fairly uh fairly mild actually. Okay. All right. Well, now that we've had some discussion, why don't we get into this week's Ask the Boys? Let's do it. Okay. Shall we play a game? You talking to me? I have a question for you. You gotta ask me nicely. Ask me about my winner! You got a question. You ask the Ippa. Come on, sucker. Let's get it on. Alright guys, it's that time for listener calls and questions in this week's Ask the Boys. You can give us a call on the Ask the Boys hotline at area code 863-874-0000. I need to bring Jake up to speed. We have a contest going on right now for spooky stories for Halloween. Okay. We had, uh, did we have four or five last go around? We had a number the last Yeah, time. so we may have some of those pop up here. So just so you're aware of so that. So I don't you get know scared? Yes, you oh, know exactly. what's going on. All right, thank you. So there was a lot of naked people. <laughs> there was a lot of nudity in the last, in the last one, yes. one. It was <laughs> like, I walked in on my friend's mom and she was naked and she had big saggy boobs. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, you know? Okay. Um, but well, anyway. And then, and then the ant or whatever. I yeah, the naked that, ant. Yeah, the yeah. naked ant. The schiz- I really didn't know what I was getting into the, here. The schizophrenic naked ant with yes. a giant red bush. Yes. That's right, yeah. 
Anyway, the point is, Sorry, guys, Jake. Um, <laughs> That's what I get for Halloween season. <laughs> See, there you go. It's spooky. Um, so, no. So, what we're going to do uh, for the purposes of uh, that contest is um, this episode is going to be dropping on Friday the 28th. Yes. And so, what's going to happen, guys, is when this episode drops... Uh, there's going to be a poll up in the uh, Cigar Pulpit Parishioners group on Facebook. You can get in on that, and we're going to list off all the calls, and you guys are going to vote on your favorite call for the contest. And that contest, uh, or that poll, is going to run... you got like two days. Um, on Friday, Friday the Saturday. 28th, Saturday the 29th, and uh, we're probably going to do it Sunday the 30th as well. You think? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because okay. we're not recording Sunday. Okay. We're not? I've got my son. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then no, we'll record Monday. Yeah. So we'll record on Halloween. We'll record on Halloween. It'll come out on the first. Exactly. Okay. So you know. Anyway. So All Saints Day. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So that was always a favorite day of mine uh, when I was in high school because I went to Catholic high school. Got the day off school. And I got the day off always. school. Yep. And all my friends that went to public school never understood why. And I was just like, ha ha. Anyway. <laughs> Suck it, Protestant. Suck it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, why don't we listen to the first call here? Hey guys, this is Cody. It's been a little bit, uh, hey, hey. but we're back. We're back better than ever. Uh, you know, you guys entertained it a little bit on the last episode. I think that we should get an ASMR segment for Gator. Uh, <laughs> I would love for him to whisper in my ear softly and uh, just kind of wrinkle some cellophane just, just softly in my ear. So if you could just do that, uh, I'd be a big fan of it. And uh, thank you all for doing this. I'm yeah. on it, Biggin. You will like today's episode. <laughs> I mean, do you even have your cellophane in there? I don't. I think it blew. Away. I was gonna say. I know. I know ours blew <laughs> that way yeah, somewhere. Yeah, yeah, it's gone. <laughs> um, I was gonna say. I'm like, you could do that now, real quick. Just be like, hi, this is Gator. You need to go to bed now. I like to do throat singing. I could do some of that. You know what? Uh, anyway. I don't know. I don't think anybody's gonna want that. No, we can put that out as a special episode. <laughs> <laughs> Just a special. I'll, I'll do Christmas songs, but you know. The throat singing thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, we do need something for Christmas, so, you know, we got that. So. I can do Silent Night. It's, oh a, it's a killer at the uh, church Christmas play. Okay. Well, um, so that's a, <laughs> that's a suggestion. Um, we'll move on to the next call here. Thank you. Good afternoon. My name is Jacob, and I was uh, hoping to submit my entry hey, for Jake. the spooky story. Just wanted to say... Uh, little story happened to me about, I don't know, 25 years ago or so when I was in my mid to late teens. I and my parents, they were going out of town for the weekend well, for about three, four days, and I was home alone. And on the morning of day three, they were still supposed to be gone that day, coming home late the next day. I woke up, and uh, I could smell... I could smell breakfast being cooked, which was weird because the only other person in the house was my little brother, and he was not going to be doing any kind of cooking. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe my family got home early. Maybe my uh, my mother came home. <clears throat> and so I started going downstairs, and I, I hear some noise, and I say, Mom? And sure enough, uh her head comes around the corner. I can see her down there. I'm looking over the steps through the hallway and I can see her in the doorway. And she gives me a weird smile. You can see her leaning into the hallway. She 
gives me a weird smile and says, come on down and eat. And so I get excited. I go upstairs. I'm like, okay, well, great breakfast. I'm excited. My mother's home early. And I have to look out my window, and there's no cars outside. My mother's car is normally right outside there, and it's not there. And I'm like, that's really odd, and something felt really off. One of those times where you just know something's really wrong. And so I call my mother on the phone, and she answers the phone and says, what do, you, what do you need? You need to hurry up. I'm in the middle of a meeting. To which point I could instantly, the, the smell in the house instantly changed. It wasn't like a new smell, but the house just smelled normal. It's like when you're smelling something weird and then you're not anymore. The smell of the house went normal. And I hung up the phone and literally did not leave my room for the rest of the day. The next night, my mother came back and thought I was screwing around. So that is my story. And uh, do what you want with it. Either way, have a good day and stay smoky. Thank you again. Now, now Jacob called twice, so okay. we have another call from him. Do we want to address that first, or do we want to listen to the second one and then address it? All I have to say is LSD is a hell of a drug. <laughs> Dude, he, this was, I don't, he may have been a kid. Like We don't know how old he was. I, don't I, don't know. Know. I, I gotta. I got to say here. It was 25 years ago, and he called his mom, and she answered the phone when she was in a meeting. There wasn't cell phones 25 years ago. There might have been. No, there actually were. You got to realize, right. 25 yeah. years Here's the thing. You're probably sitting here thinking to me, like, oh, 25 years ago, so that's like 1980-something. It's like, no, that would be yeah. like 1998. The, the iPod is 21 years old. All right. Yeah. It, so. it doesn't seem it. And I'm, I've got, not, I'm not trying to... I've got a follow-up to this when we're done. Okay. Yep. Okay. Well, we'll we'll listen to the second call here, real okay. quick, and then we'll address all this. It might have been a bag phone, but it was. It might hey. have been there. How you doing? This is Jacob again, and I have Jacob. one more submission for you. It's a lot more tame. Uh, growing up, we were uh, we were pretty poor growing up, and so my mother used to love to take us out and do things, especially if they were free, because we didn't get a chance to do much. So she tried to make everything special. Uh, one of the things we used to always do growing up is we, she would always take us to the parades. It was uh, a good time for all of us. We didn't, we were too young to realize how poor we were. Uh, but it was one of the ways she could make everybody happy and give us a good time and not have to spend a lot of money. Well, being older now, we're all pretty blessed and pretty, you know, we do well enough, but we still like to have the same kind of traditions with our kids and what kid doesn't love a parade. So, you know, we definitely try to take our kids out to the parade community events well uh, a couple months ago we took my niece out to uh out to the fourth of july parade so obviously a couple months ago and she's just about three years old at the time and we're all sitting around watching a parade and she is having her own conversation she's going nuts just going to town talking to somebody and Coming from an Italian family, you can imagine the hands are going, even though she's three years old, the hands are going, and she's full-on talk with her hands, having this conversation, and her mother looks at her and says, who are you talking to? Who are you having this conversation with? And she says, my friend. My friend's asking me about the parade. And her mother says to her, my, my sister-in-law, and her mother says, well, what's your friend's name? And she said, Charlie. Not Charlie, but Charlie. And we all got kind of quiet because my mother's name was 
Charlene. And so you can imagine, you know, a three-year-old trying to say Charlene, what it's going to come out as. And it was something that was, uh, we were all kind of pretty spooked out, but at the same time, very, very heartwarming to think that, you know, your mother, her grandmother is with her, who she never even got to meet, by the way. Uh, my mother passed before she was born, which made it even more odd. Uh, but it was kind of heartwarming to think that she was there with her, watching this parade with her granddaughter. And uh, kind of spooky, kind of heartwarming, but I just wanted to toss that in there to put it in the ring again. Uh, do what you like with it. Either way, uh, have a great time and stay smoky. Okay. So it's funny, and I've talked about this on the show. You have. Addie, my I daughter, has had conversations with Kristen's grandmother, so Addie's great-grandmother, and with my mom both after they passed away. Wow. She had had conversations and was playing with them in her room, and these were separate occasions, um, but it's she's she's been visited like that too, and it's... I, I I actually find it like you said, kind of kind of touching and heartwarming that that that's the case. I think little kids are supposed to be more open yep. and and receptive to various things, yep. you know, before they get old and jaded. So maybe I don't know. Yeah, very cool. It is neat. I think it's creepy. <laughs> see, I'm, I'm into it. <laughs> but see, that it is creepy to some degree, but. I don't know. I don't. Th- I don't think it is. I think it's it's touching that you would have family come back and visit. You know, like uh, Kristen's grandmother passed away when Addie was one. My mom passed away when Addie was two, and for them to come back and visit her, I thought that was touching. But how do you know that it's not like some like demon taking on the form of some? Why do you have to go spirit. there? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I get nothing, where you're going. Nothing right. weird happened. There was no pea soup. Nothing. Nobody levitated. They just that you know sat in the room and had conversations. That you, yeah, and maybe those conversations were, "Hey, go kill your dad and sleep in the basement." Because see how much <laughs> money your dad's got in his wallet. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Addie probably he would do that. He doesn't have any money in <laughs> <Yeah>. his wallet. <laughs> no, nobody. That's that's the thing that I've learned in life is that you want to ruin your credit to the point no one will steal your identity. It's worked for me so far. It's, it's an angle. Yeah. It's 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 a way of doing things. <laughs> Um, my score might go up if someone stole my identity. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we got one more call here on the hotline. Hey, guys. This is Sean. Uh, I got a scary story for you. Uh, this happened about 12 years ago, and me and two of my friends were out camping in the woods. Um, there's this lake we like to four-wheel into and fish and then kind of explore around the area on our four-wheelers. And my two friends like to go explore mines, old mines. And I do not, and so they usually go in and explore. I stay out and kind of just hang out at the entrance in case something, I need to go get 911 or something. So anyways, we're out in the woods, and we find this old mine site and cave area, and there's this really old building there. It was not a house. It must have been the mine office or something. And the whole place just had this really creepy feel about it. And I was on edge, and I was having problems with my four-wheeler, and my two friends were decided to go in the mine to explore. I was hanging out. I was kind of going to replace some spark plugs on the four-wheeler, try to get stuff 
figure out what was going on. And that's the last thing I remember. Um, according to my friends, it was about 20 minutes when they came back out and I was not there. My four-wheeler was tipped onto its side. The handlebars were bent and they found me about 50 feet away over the side of a little hill, um, about 10 feet down. Um, I was laying face down. I had a cut on my arm. And I have, I had a bruise about the size of a basketball on my left side on my ribs. Um, I don't know what happened. They don't know what happened. They never heard anything. I, I can't explain it to this day. And I've never been back to that area. It, it freaked me out so much I won't go back there. So, anyways, that's my story. Have a good one, guys. Bye. So my takeaway from that is that Sean should have gone in the mine. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and he talks I, about a basketball size, uh, basketball size bruise on his ribs. It sounds like he got attacked by Will Chamberlain or something. All right. <laughs> so there's some the women that probably yeah. have those yeah. same yeah. bruises. Um, yeah. No. I. That's 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 probably the creepiest one. Yeah. I think. Just you know, I mean you know you don't want those time. I mean you have those time things, but you know it's not so much that you have. Time. You have been with me when time disappeared. Time doesn't necessarily disappear with you. Time just slows to the point that, like, you're doing something, and the next thing you know, it's, like, 5 o'clock at night. Yeah. And it's like, well, wait, what happened to all this time? You know, but... So it speeds up, not slows. Okay, well, whatever. Anyway, yeah. the point is, it, 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 it's weird, but, yeah, not like that. But, I don't know. You think, like, Chupacabra got him or something? I, I was leaning towards Bigfoot and or an alien abduction, which you're familiar with because that happens to you quite I a bit. do not get abducted by aliens. <laughs> Are you not. sure? Yes. I mean, fairly. Nick has Nick wakes up and has night terrors with people night standing terrors over him. Really? Oh, yeah, dude. Like, I'll, like, wake up and I'll, like, you know, open my eyes and there'll be, like, a man in a top hat standing in the corner staring at me or something. And he freaks shit and then all of a sudden he's gone. What about the one you with know? the guys standing around you? Like that, was the, that was the yeah. first one. I, I was down at college and I was crashing at a buddy's place in a spare bedroom on a futon and I rolled off my side onto my back and I opened my eyes and there were five men in cloaks like surrounding the futon staring down at me Those and are I aliens. freaked shit on I, that I one. I would think so. Yeah. So, you know, but I've seen the man in the top hat two or three times now. And, uh, Do you guys talk about this on the show regularly? Oh, yeah, we've talked about this. Right, I got I to gotta start listening. Exactly. <laughs> we, here's the thing. We're a cigar podcast, but right. we talk about all kinds of random bullshit okay. all the all time, right. you know, and everything. We, we joke that we're we're just guys sitting in the lounge BSing okay. while right. we're having a cigar. All right. So, yeah, yeah that's our exactly. shtick. I got so, it. Well, Sean, um, you know, sucks that you got attacked by Bigfoot but or thanks for the story. Chupacabra yeah. or something like that. I mean, you know. Chupacabra would have left bites, though. He said he had a scratch on his arm. Well, but that's... Maybe it, like, rammed him in his side and then, like, got him on the arm. Could be. You know? I don't know. I don't know what happened to his four-wheeler. I don't know. You know, you get the handlebars bent. Mountain goat. Mountain goat. Mountain goat. See, now, look at him with the logical answer. Was he in the mountains, I'm a skeptic. And were there any goats? I mean, they were exploring mines and stuff. I mean... Hey, we just found... And oh, Jeff likes spelunking. Oh, I oh. love... I love. I, okay, let's be honest. I don't do it as much now because I don't fit where I used to in the caves. He means actual spelunking. You know what I was getting at. 
I like to dive in a cave now and then. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, that's been this week's As the Boys. Um, thanks for the calls. And uh, obviously, you know, uh, you can get in your calls, questions, concerns, whatever to us. Uh, we will be putting up the poll with the spooky stories here Um you know when this episode drops so just be looking for that but uh i think we have some good entries we do we have some good entries. indeed we do so why don't we uh go ahead and close out ask the boys and by the way that hotline number is area code 863-874-0000 okay so I want to revisit something. Oh, God. We were okay. talking about the phones, iPods, you know, that kind of stuff, technology. Uh-huh. And, and it, to me, it doesn't seem like it's that long ago. But I had I had cell phones back in, or I had a cell phone. It was, it was actually attached in the car, but that was back in 97, 97, yeah, 98. So, phone. yeah, but, but they had bag phones. So there were cell phones available then. Okay. You know, pagers and whatnot, you know, okay. that kind of thing. But... The other day, we were at Top Shooters, which we were going to go to today, but they're having a dart tournament, and we knew it was going to be a cluster. Yes. And I can't imagine the darts flying in this wind. That might have been dangerous. The darts are inside. Are they always inside? I mean, I'm just saying. You know, you never know. I think so. So, uh, we're up there the other day, and there's a new waitress. I always take the time to introduce us, because we're there quite a bit. And I said to this young girl, I said, oh, we're like Cliff and Norm here. And she just kind (laughs) of, you know, and then takes off. And he looks at me, Nick, yeah. and says, she has no idea who you're talking about. <laughs> and it was at that point that I realized, me referencing Cheers, I might as well have been talking to her about Matt Locker Murder, She Wrote. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, she had, she had no We idea. even asked the other no waitress idea. when she came out, we're like, you've seen Cheers, right? And she goes, what? Yeah, it was really disconcerting. Mm. Yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely a moment that you realized just how old you were. Yeah. So... Um, all right, well, why don't we go ahead and, uh, get into, uh, the One Must Go. Okay. Okay. We all need to live united, but one must go. Brought to you by United Cigars, makers of La Giana Havana, Abuelo, Red Anchor, Firecracker, and of course, United Cigars. Distributors of Jose Dominguez, Garofalo, Montoza, and Terra Nova, and the highly acclaimed Atabay Byron and Bandolero. Buy United, Smoke United, Live United, United Cigars. I didn't have the Jerry Pulaski one like loaded up on here. I was going to ask, but yeah. I'll let it go. So we had to go with the Hateful Shrew. Um, <laughs> so I need to get uh, that re-recorded. Okay. You're going to get a cease and desist. <laughs> um, she doesn't listen to this crap. God, we hope not. I hope not. Uh, I, don't, I don't really care. <laughs> I don't really care. Dude, I got stuck with Death Cab for Cutie tickets. I think at this point in time, Jake, I get, somebody I'm allowed is to carry in some yeah. bitterness. I hear this. I, I mean, just, just saying. Um, <laughs> it's okay. So the concept here is I'm going to throw out four things, and we're gonna you're going to pick which one has to go. Okay. And so we're going to go with um, with some some favorite um, dinner protein items here. We have fried fish, fried chicken. Pork chops and steak. What are you cutting? One, one must go. This is for me. For all of us, we're all discussing this. I'm a vegetarian, so they all go. Oh shit! Okay <laughs> then. <laughs> well, okay. but if, if I got to keep one, I'm keeping the fish. If I'd have known that, I'd have brought you some kale. 
I would have taken it. Dude, I I grow some killer cats. I will he take puts it. His dick in it though. No, oh. no, no, that's the lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> I take a picture every year. Uh the listeners are sick of hearing this, but you're yeah. new. So yeah. the uh every year the first Saturday in May is naked gardening day, so I always go take a naked picture in my garden. Okay. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's it's a thing. Okay. <laughs> it's a thing. Those kale leaves are long gone. The kale leaves now have never seen my crotch. <laughs> Oh my god! The plants were there. What do you do with leaves. What do you do with the dick kale, though? Oh, I give it to my mother in law. <laughs> <laughs> I assume she washes it. <laughs> you assume? Oh, I mean, I don't point that out. But I <laughs> here. By the way, here's my crotch kale. <laughs> here's your crotch kale. Um, yeah, the neighbors all come out and watch every year and everything. It's a really? whole thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's kind legit. A, like he turns can, into a block party. It's, it's okay. It's gross, but anyway. Well, we can make okay. So I'm going to call an audible then. I didn't know he was a vegetarian. Well, I'm gonna I'm getting rid of pork chops. I was too because I like steak and fried chicken and fried fish. I am. Well, he puts ketchup on his fried fish though. He's a heathen. That sounds normal to me. Oh God! I mean, it's like hey, it, it's, it's what, what else are you going to use? Tartar sauce? I mean, it could cocktails. Like, you know, I don't like cocktail sauce. Yeah. Hey, mold vinegar. I definitely oh. don't like malt vinegar. Oh, yeah, I do. So, okay, I'm going to call an audible because I didn't know he's a vegetarian. So, we're gonna so by vegetarian, like, not even, like, bacon. Uh-uh. Oh, man. Bacon yeah. is pig. Well, th- no wonder he's, like, a size four and we're us. It's valid. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's valid. Yeah. Um, Makes a lot of sense now. So, now I'm going to I'm gonna hope that you guys have some knowledge of Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, we're going to... You do, right? Get to the chopper. Okay. All right. So we're going to call an audible. We're going to do it a second one here. So we have the T-800 from Terminator. Okay. Dutch from Predator. Ooh. John Matrix from Commando. And Conan from Conan the Barbarian. Conan. And one's got to go. Conan. Are you fucking high? No, no. no. Conan, Conan can't go. Dude. No, no, dude. No, no, you, no. you can't even talk about getting rid of Dutch. What, what is best in life, you know, to yeah. drive your enemies before you and hear the limitations of their women? Yeah. I mean, come on. Conan is awesome. The Commando one's got to go. I I, I like Conan O'Brien agree. better. Yeah. I unfortunately agree that Commando probably is the one that has to go. Yeah. But Commando totally. is a bad. I mean, that's where we get you know get to the chopper is, yeah, is Commando. No, Dutch and is Dutch is uh, Predator. Predator. You get to the chopper is Predator. I don't think it yes, is. Yes, it is. Trust me. I thought it was Commando. No, you're you're wrong. I think it's Commando. I think it's no, Commando it's too. not Commando. I I I I right. I will put money on this. Uh, okay. If I had any, to the Googles. I'm telling you, it's Dutch. Get to the chopper. It's when there he's telling the girl to get to the chopper while he's fighting the predator. Son of a bitch, he's right. Get to the chopper, predator. I'm glad I didn't put money. On it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, all right then. No. I know my Schwarzenegger. Good job, movies. Gator. All right, you yep. know what? I'll give you that. Good job. So, when hey, when have you ever been out able to do me in movie quotes? Come on, valid. Yeah, I guess it's all, um, I, it's all I got. But uh, you know, Commando's got he's got the the RPG launcher and everything. I mean, like it's cool, but what? I still say it's the one that has to go out but of all of those four. But yeah. Predator, yeah, those four. you got Jesse Ventura, ain't got time to bleed. Come on. Okay. All right. Well, then, uh, yeah. So we're going with uh, with pork chops and uh, commando. I'm not going with commando. I mean, I go commando, but 
but I'm not going with that. You're what are you getting rid of? Conan. Why the hell are you Me getting too. rid of? It's a barbarian. Conan. I mean, dear God, it's have been you done. watched Conan? I love Conan O'Brien. Have you watched Conan the Barbarian? No. You haven't even seen it? Never. You have no idea what you're missing. It that, insists dude. on itself. No, you're high. You have no idea what you're talking about. No idea. A new predator, though, didn't I? I'm just saying. All right, well, that's been this week's One Must Go. The One Must Go segment was brought to you by United Cigars. United we smoke. All right. Well, before we get to um, Final Third Friday with uh, Brackley We Rob need to do Isaiah. something before what you're going to do. What? Well... We just had the box on last Friday, but we need to do the uh, my monthly cigar ad. We can do that. Why don't you do that? You want to do that right now? Let's do I that right now. Getting grit. Right, Let's plug fine. it in, baby. All right, fine. This would normally be the time that I give some information about my monthly cigars, but I've hired that out this week, so take it away. My Monthly Cigars is a premium cigar subscription service. It comes in a variety of different size boxes at affordable prices. Use offer code PULPIT and get free shipping on your first box and 20% off any items in the online store at MyMonthlyCigars.com. That's offer code PULPIT. Thanks! Oh, and don't forget about fucking good coffee. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. Um, you get the daily press and the lounge blend and whatnot. Yeah. Damn. And I'm sure he's going to have some pumpkin crap going on right now. I think he does. Yeah. Indeed. Yep. So, all right, well, now... Guess what, motherfucker? It's time for three cigars that we smoked and enjoyed this week. <laughs> See, I like my drops, you know? <laughs> I love I love that someone's getting to hear all this wretchedness, like, just... First, first, we, the first we get to see the reaction. That's yeah. the best part. It's like he's just like, I'm on a cigar show, and all of a sudden I hear fucking Tiger King. Yeah. <laughs> Popping his pulpa cherry. Joe Exotic. Oh my god. <laughs> so okay, so it is time for three cigars that we spoke to enjoy this week. So who wants to go first? You know what? I say our guest. Okay. So this is basically your chance to plug three three cigars. You just kind of say, like, look, over the past week. I smoked this, this, and this, and you don't have to do. We typically round robin it, you know, sure. one, and then you know, go sure. around and all that. But um, you know, it's your opportunity to just kind of talk about. I'm uh, going to feature their you know, cigars, by the way. Well, you're going you're to kiss ass. I, of course, I, I, I am. That's okay. a, that's the only ones I smoke. So well, I mean, I have, I smoke, it makes this, sense for you. But I've only yeah. smoked three cigars this week. Okay, that's, only three this it. week. That's it. I was on the road. I smoked three cigars this week. This being being the third. So Oktoberfest, okay, anniversary. Unknown caller. Oh shit! <laughs> Julius Caesar Robusto and his, uh, Rare Pink Queen of Hearts. Those three cigars I smoked. Yeah, I got to get one of those Rare Pinks. I got to get over to River. Yeah, they. I mean, they're I'm there. I'm feeling a little left out. They're there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You should have just patched that collar in. We could have talked about your car warranty on the show. That caller was not a car warranty. That caller was a guy who wants to be a reporter for me, and uh, I need to call him back when I'm done. We could interview him live on the show. Let's do some interviews. He's a sales guy. Probably. Well, no. I mean, you have a good panel here to judge someone by. Here's the thing. He he does military uh, public affairs work. Okay. So, like, realistically, I'm going to hire him because, you know, I'm desperate, and uh, he seems like a decent guy. So. Okay. Well, he's yeah. probably got a good background there if he's I'm doing sure. public affairs. I'm sure. I just need to, like, you Is know, he with the uh, 375th? I don't know who he's. 932nd, 126? I, I, I don't have his resume pulled up right now. I'm assuming he's at Scott. I, I, I don't know. Scott Air Force Base to you and me. I don't know. 
I mean, okay. but I know that he's, you know, like he might be attached to Transcom. It's possible. Yeah. So, um, my Air first Air Mobility Command. My first is, one. Maybe. His, uh, I smoked a, uh, Herrera Esteli, the, uh, uh, Sun Grown. Could you taste the Esteli? I could. Okay. And it was a tasty cigar. And, uh, I like that one. It's the one with the white band. Yeah. Um, I really like that one. It's got a good mix of that kind of earthy flavor and the spice and everything to it. And, um, yeah, I, I enjoy it. Well, and I talked about it earlier. Perla del Mar Shade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love, love, love that cigar. Had one earlier this week driving around doing my deliveries. And just, I mean, you you can't get better than the Perla del Mar shade. For sure. Uh, my second one is um, an Arturo Fuente. It's the Florfina 858. Oh, I can't go wrong with that. Uh, it was an amazing cigar. And it's one of those things that, like, okay, this is going to be kind of awkward for a moment because you're sitting right here. And I'm just oh, going to say this. God. Fuente cigars, your branding is so similar across all of them that, like, I kind of have trouble knowing which one is which and so when i go into a humidor and i see the large fuente section and like there's all the different sizes and and wrappers and everything but all the bands look so similar sometimes it's hard for me to say like i like that one and i haven't tried that one you know what i mean and so like it's almost at times so just so much that i just kind of don't and so I tried the florfina 858 um because you were by riverman and i I really enjoyed that one, and so then I was at another cigar shop, and I actually took the time to look, and I found the one with the cellophane that it was printed on, yeah. and I found that, and it was great. So I really enjoyed that one. Excellent. Good deal. Now, I did not, full disclosure, don't want to cheat the audience here and tell them a lie, I did not smoke it this week. It was actually probably two and a half weeks ago. Good God. I pulled out one of my last Yadwas and had it, and that's why I'm so happy to hear that they're coming back out because I smoked my last one. Be a few more coming out soon. And I cannot wait. But, guys, if you have never tried the Yagua from J.C. Newman, you got to get the cigar. I mean, dear God. you I, I don't know how much more we can talk about it on here than <laughs> we have know. already. I don't know. There's been a lot of talk yeah, about but it. But that was actually two and a half weeks ago. But, yeah, I'm going to use it today. Okay. And then my last one is one that uh, I smoked on the show that came out on Tuesday, uh, and it is the uh, JFR um, Corojo, the, uh, oh, it's like six and a half by 52 Super Toro. That's what it was. And um, the JFR, you know, from Aganorsa Leaf, I, I, I really do enjoy that cigar because um, it's, it's so well constructed. The tobacco is really great. And the the specifically the JFR I mean the price point on them is so great I mean like I said this is a six and a half by fifty two you know cigar so it's a fairly long smoke and it was like eight dollars and some change yeah. I mean it's it's just such a well um, constructed but affordable cigar that I get so much great time out of so I I really did enjoy that one okay and we just had the brick. Brick-toberfest. The box is literally right I'm there. looking at it. Okay, I know. Can you, it. you can't read it? <laughs> it's, it's backwards. But, uh, no, that being said, I I had a Brickhouse, Connecticut. <laughs> actually, actually, I read faster upside down than I do right side up. I, that's it's not a, what just was indicated. It's a journalism but, trick. Okay. That way you can read what's on people's desks in front of them. Well, you that, never never picked up on that? that? You didn't just prove that now. I was though. saying Brickhouse and then Bricktoberfest. It's the Brickhouse Bricktoberfest. Okay. Right. I think I said it 
the way it should be. I mean, you, you, I, don't I don't know why you have to constantly pick. I have feelings. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but no, I had the the regular brick house, um, you know, the Connecticut, and for the price point, you cannot beat that cigar. It's an incredible cigar. It's a good. I'm a Connecticut shade grown guy, Jake. Mm-hmm. And Nick Nick is a little more adventurous with his sticks. He he likes to get into the medium and bold. You know, I I I stick more to the mild medium range. And for the money, you just you can't beat that Brickhouse cigar. I agree. Awesome. I agree. Well, okay. Well, now that we've gotten that bit of business out of the way, why don't we go ahead and jump into the final third Friday. Um, pairing from our guys Broccoli Rob and Isaiah. Broccoli. Broccoli. It's time for Final Third Friday with my man Broccoli Rob. Welcome back to Final Third Friday. I'm Rob. I'm Isaiah. And this is our friend, our Scott. regular at the at the shop, Dr. Scott Johnston. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah. Thanks for having me. So today we are pairing the um, La Mandaria Limited Edition from Casa Cuevas. Um, it is a medium to full cigar made with an Ecuadorian Habana wrapper, Nicaraguan binder, and fillers from the Dominican and Nicaragua. And we're pairing that with Chattanooga Whiskey's 111. This is an absolutely stellar bottle. Chat uh, is notorious for high rye mash bills. Scott was telling us that he, uh, Grant has a beer background, but as far as whiskey goes and U.S. made whiskey, they're one of the companies to watch because they're doing something special. Yeah, we, we finally got the 111 in here, and um, honestly, Scott's the one that introduced me to Chattanooga. I think you've known them before, Scott, but you... Yeah, you Chattanooga was no one of the... It was literally the first bottle I ever bought when I turned 21 was the 91. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I did not know that. So um, definitely watch out for this brand. I think they're going to be making a lot of moves here in the next year or two. Um, definitely enjoying it here. So... Um, getting into the first third of this uh, cigar, um, it definitely has a lot of the, the baking spice notes. Um, you get with the whiskey, you, it pulls out a lot of the orange zest notes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it really is a nice fall pairing. And you guys, what, what was the first thing you got when you lit up the cigar, Scott? Um, I get a little bit of that baking spice. I did get some of the peanut that I was talking about uh, before. And um, uh, yeah, it was interesting because for me, it really brought out the orange yeah. the whiskey, which I had never really experienced before. Yeah. Well, one thing that was nice, too, this guy said he gets a lot on this whiskey up by itself was a malted milk ball. Yeah. And you definitely get that, at least I did, definitely got that malted kind of note underneath it. It did hang on the palate kind of like a chocolate, but with this cigar, it really didn't pull the chocolate notes oh, out. Pulled if out you were to put a citrus. chocolate in your cigar, it would definitely would do that. But with this one, it definitely popped those citrus notes. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, into the second third of the cigar, uh, those baking spice notes kicked up. Robin mentioned cinnamon rolls with the uh, orange with icing. The orange icing. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of it because the orange from the whiskey's hanging on your palate. You're getting a lot of those cinnamon and kind of a doughy quality there. The cigar itself is not sweet, but the Chattanooga Whiskey 111 is really just becoming sweeter and sweeter and sweeter as we go on in this smoke. It the really retrohale gets a little bit more in the uh, it gets a little bit more spice in the second third, but it's still more medium than it is full. I agree with that. And it, the uh, when you go from from smoke to sip, 
what it does, it just intensifies the sweetness of the whiskey. More of the orange citrusy notes pop out of it. That malty quality, yeah. the bready quality comes out. Um, they, they dance really nice on the palate. And then once you get down to the end of that second third and towards the final third, you know, some of the black pepper kind of pops up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you, it's more of on the tongue, not as much through the retrohale. But the retrohale stays in that nice medium to medium full spice range every time you every time you retrohale. It does. Yeah, it plays great uh, for a fall pairing with the orange and the cinnamon and the baking spices. It really it really pulls it Absolutely. off nice. It really does. And this is another one of those pairings we're going to be doing here at the shop this next week. Um, the regular price for this pairing is sitting at about twenty five bucks. So you're going to be getting this for you know the low twenties when you get the discount. Yeah, um, great pairing. Um, I'm going to continue to bring more and more of this Chattanooga whiskey in here because I've fallen in love with the brand and I think they're going to just be doing some amazing stuff out there. Absolutely. Well, thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us, Scott. Yes. Thanks for having me. Uh, I guess we'll see you next Friday. Yeah. So I'm or you'll Bob. hear us. You can follow me on Instagram at Final Third Cigar, <clears throat> and you can follow me on Instagram at the Whiskey Pastor Scott. Where can they follow you? And you can be one of my five followers on Instagram at Whiskey Cynic. Yeah. Cool. So thanks for watching, guys, and we will see you next week. Cheers. Cheers. Well, thanks, guys. We really do appreciate that, as always. And, folks, if you're in the Ingalls, Indiana area, you're going to want to swing by Final Third Cigar and Whiskey Lounge there. Um, I know Broccoli Rob's been having people swing through. You know, there was the the listener that posted to the uh, Pulp oh, and yeah, page right. not too long ago, and I'm, I'm blanking on his name because I don't have it in front of me. But uh, he was in from San Diego. San Diego. San, San Diego. San Diego. Whale's vagina. <laughs> and, uh, Doesn't he, it mean uh, San Diego? Well, I guess we can agree to disagree. Anyway, but the point is he uh, he swung through and not only swung through once, but found a way to swing back by and check out the final he third. He boomeranged? He boomeranged, found a way to come back and check out the final third cigar and whiskey lounge there in Ingalls. So, he must have really liked it the I, first time. You know, he did. So it's one of those things. It's a great place. And... Uh, you know, it, the weather right now, at least, is so great for sitting out on the uh, the, the in the cigar garden, the, the little patio garden. there, and checking. I'm it jealous. Out. I have not been able to make it out to the cigar garden. I need to get back out there. The last time I was there, I pulled a knife on three cops. So, yeah, I don't know if I'm invited. I was going to say, you're welcome back over there. <laughs> I, yeah, it's a whole thing. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Trying to wait till the statute of limitations is up. <laughs> it's a whole thing. But anyway, so no, um, but yeah, they're they're great guys and. Swing on by, and since we are in the final third of uh, the cigar, I gotta relight mine because I was. I I'm got, I'm I done. I was burning my fingers, okay. so well, I'm gonna relight I, mine. I thought it was a very good a cigar. It's a little meaty for my taste. That's what I was gonna. Ask. It's a little yeah. meaty for my taste, but a good smoke. Excellent. I dig it. Oh yeah, it's right in your wheelhouse. Do you think it tastes like the Ciento Por Ciento? Similar. I need to smoke another one of those. Sure. It has been a while since, because I've only got the one box, and obviously it's not, you know, sure. coming back. Nick so, is real big you know. on double fisting cigars, so okay, and other things. I do like to try, like you know, I, that would actually be <laughs> a lot of fun for me to break out one of those Ciento Por Cientos, 
light that up and light this side up and side? and side by side, you know, try it and everything. Do that motion again. No, nope, I'm not going to do that because I did it and I'm like, is he going to say something? Is he going to? And he did. And so, no, I'm not going to do that. Everybody um, was thinking it. Anyway, but the point is, uh, it would be fun to try both of them side by side like that. I think that would be a good, good experiment. I may have to do that, you know, on an episode that, well, let's see if I do that on an episode that you're not on. It's just going to be a whole lot of silence. A whole lot of you double-fisting cigars. Just yeah, smoking two cigars. <laughs> that's that's the thing, man. I've done a few episodes without him, and it's just so awkward when you know I I tend to not smoke. It's like because you want to talk, you don't want you don't, don't want, want any de- silence. Hey, yeah. you don't want dead air, right. and so it's 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 awkward sometimes. But yeah, so me smoking two cigars at the same time without you might be. Might be difficult. Might be a little much. And I don't want to give you one of my Ciento Por Ciento so you can join in. No, I and I would not want to take <laughs> one of those because I know those are really treasured by you. They are. So I'll give you that. Um, who was it? I was down last year for in Tampa, and we went down to the Heritage Festival, mm-hmm. and um, it was somebody from J.C. Newman. I feel like um, I feel like it was your marketing person. Um, probably would have been Adria. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I mentioned to her, I asked her, I'm like, man, do you maybe just possibly have any of those boxes like laying around that I can, that I can snag up real quick? She literally told him to pound sand. She did not. (laughs) That that sounds like Adria. She very politely told me (laughs) that no, they were gone. But what she did do is she did dig around and she found a TAA cigar from just a single from I believe was it 2019? Was it the Brickhouse Beginnings? No, it wasn't the Beginnings. I don't know. I've got it in there somewhere. I'll have to find it. But yeah, yeah, but it it was. But it was another like kind of like special brick house mm-hmm. and she's like i don't i and but she found me at the heritage festival she goes i didn't find any of the tas but i did find this and i'm like oh my god that's so awesome i was that's so good. happy so good. It, it it made my day good. And, and i haven't smoked it yet because it's like i only have the one smoke them we'll make more that's know. the one thing that i want to talk about say. you haven't made the siento board siento again do that Time. Throw that up you the know, chain. No, you know Throw what, that up the chain. you know what you just I, missed here's the thing nick the, the you brick- just completely missed something what he just told you they're going to be more. Oh, I did. I don't know that. He doesn't know that. He doesn't know that. Smoke, <laughs> smoke cigars will always make more. Well, yeah, but like <laughs> the, the, that Ciento Port Ciento man, it was like it's a brick house that knows somebody. There you go. You know, <laughs> it's like that's that's one that just like it just had the and the Bricktoberfest 2022 is the same way. Yeah. I mean, this is a, this is a brick house. That knows somebody. It's got a little bit extra to it, um, you know, and and it's it's great. I'm I'm really digging it. I'm happy with it. Great. And it pairs it pairs well with the um, but select but select, <laughs> you know, in the boot um, das yeah. boot. I want to say something before we let you go. Oh God! And I'm going to direct this to the listeners. Oh God! If you guys are in Tampa, one you got to go to Ebor City. You just have to. Have to. It's cigar mecca. Okay. And I don't think we're going to get to go to the Heritage Festival this year. It's not looking like it's going to work out for either one of us. But, 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 if you're down there, you have got to go to J.C. Newman, to the El Relo. El Relo, am I saying it right? El Relo, sorry. You have to go to the El Relo factory and take the tour. For sure. You have no idea what you're missing until you go take this tour. 
and learn the heritage. The the Tampa, El Relo, just Ebor City, everything has there. And they'll walk you through it, and you are just going to be blown away by this tour. You've got to go do it. You know, the other thing that I want to do at some point is when we get down there again is um, we have yet to be able to go by, what is it, the cathedral mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you can probably tell me. Does Fuente have something to do with that? Because, like, dude, it's like a shrine to it's, Arturo it's a, Fuente. It's a beautiful place. It it's is. An absolutely gorgeous place. And, I mean, in a, in a town that is full of cigar history and cigar heritage and cigar culture, it, it's just another one of the most awesome places in the country to go enjoy a cigar. It's but fantastic. It looks just, I mean, it just looks outstanding. And if you're an Arturo Fuente fan, I mean, like I said, if if they don't have an association, then, you know, she's just the biggest fangirl you've got. <laughs> but, like, I mean, my God, it's just like a shrine to Arturo Fuente there. It's just, it, it looks amazing. It so, is, it is. Um, yeah, I think last year the after party for the Heritage Festival was there. And it was one of those things that after doing the Heritage oh, Festival, we were so you and I were so tired. And, and and I was seeing pictures on Instagram, and I'm like, this place is packed. You I'm missed a, an opportunity, man. I'm like, I don't know if I want to do this. Because yeah. large crowds just aren't necessarily yeah. my thing, sure. you know. Sure. So. We, we had partied pretty hardy that week. We did. Yeah. We, we were out late. We, we sat on Ybor City and met people that worked at Disney and from all over the place. And all we did was sit there. And I, I would say make fun of, but we were basically judging outfits, walking up and down Ebor. Well, because they were lighting time. the Christmas tree. Okay. So, like, gotcha. that evening, there were a lot of... Um, Slutty elves. And oh. Santa Clauses and reindeers and a lot of lot of very small costumes going up and down the street. Sure. Yeah. And, uh, Laws are shirts it's now. Ebor. It was great. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was. I'm not complaining no. in any way, no. shape, or form. But <laughs> anyway. It was a good time. Yeah. So, guys, we're available on the socials at uh, The Cigar Pulpit, as well as at Naked Gator, N-E-K-K-I-D Gator. That's my page. And then we're on Facebook, where we have the Cigar Pulpit Prisoners group, and you're going to want to get in on that, because, you know, it's fun. You're missing out. It's it's the place where the listeners can come together and congregate. It is the place to be. It is. And then we're on Twitter, where we don't do really much of anything except for share Instagram posts. And YouTube, where you can watch this. And this is going to be a good episode to watch, because you get to see the camera go down and, you know, and everything else. I mean, the wind... Moments of panic. I'm not even going to say it, because I was just about to say something about the wind, and now it feels like it wants to pick back up. That's so, right. It was yeah, for don't, a don't, was, yeah, don't tempt fate. Yeah, no. So, um, but no, you're going to watch this on YouTube. And then we do need your calls for Ask the Boys, so give us a call on the hotline, area code 863-874-0000. And Jake, where can everybody follow you and find out more information about J.C. Newman and Arturo Fuente? You know, again, on social media... Uh, J.C. Newman, Facebook, J.C. Newman Cigar Company, Instagram. Same goes for Arturo Fuente and me, myself. Just cigar underscore Jake on Instagram. That's the only place you're going to find me online. Okay. Okay, then. Feels like there's a lot of Arturo Fuente pages, but, like, only the one is the official one. That's right. right. That's right. Okay. And I'm always weird about that when I go to tag the pictures, when I actually do post things. And I'm always afraid I'm going to get the wrong one. Yeah. I have a fear. Okay. Yeah. I do want to say something to the listeners. Okay. We broke 140,000 downloads and guys, we really can't thank you enough for what you do. We you know, we're coming to you here in the giant wind tunnel that Nick has created on his patio in the Jerry Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studios 
and we I created. I we can't. You made it. I didn't build Thank this place. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's your place, so I'm going to blame you. But I didn't build it. Well, if you build it, they will come. I learned that, you know, field baseball. Dreams. Yeah. But uh, no, we really do appreciate it. Um, tell your friends. It's the only way we can get it out. You know, God knows that the social media, you know, Karens won't let us advertise. So tell your friends. Indeed. If you like it, tell your friends. If you don't like it, still tell them. Okay. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, final thoughts on the uh, Bricktoberfest 2022. Good cigar, a little meaty for my palate, but I enjoyed it. I'm smoking as many of them as I can get my hands on. It's just a fabulous cigar and, uh, you know, great price point on it. And just like I said, it's a brick house that knows somebody. I like it. There you go. I like it. Anything else you want to throw out for the listeners that they need to know? No, I just appreciate you guys having me on here. And uh, now I got to go download podcasts and listen to your guys' show. And maybe you guys will have me back. Well, we'll we'll definitely have you back. That's what I was going to say is after this debacle. Do you want to come? Oh, absolutely. That's the absolutely. I'm more comfortable now. So. See, and we can always come up to you and hang out up at Fast Eddie's. Yeah, we can come up that way. I'm That's, all about it. Ten did, minutes from home for me. Fifteen minutes from home. Do they do cigar? Can we have cigars outside of they, Fast they Eddie's? They used to let you, and then they didn't. I'm not sure. But they got an outside area. Okay. Yeah, we'll yeah. figure something out. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we'll figure it out. They know we're recording from there and we're shilling for them. They'll pretty much let us do anything. It's Fast Eddie's. You know, I would think that's probably yeah. true. Possibly. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Hey, the Big Elwood on a stick. That's right. Yep. Did you get a Fast Eddie's like, deal that I'm not aware of here? Dive side gigs. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's holding out on me. Hey, it's the coldest beer in town. Dear God. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? On that note. Um, I've heard Eddie and Mike Shannon talk. I know. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, <laughs> did, wait, isn't he dead? Well, this, I think the sun's kind of taking Okay, I'm like, I thought... They still play the commercials. It's kind of disconcerting. I will sure, admit that. I want to say, I'm pretty Anytime sure... Anytime you're listening to a Cardinals game, you're going to hear it. Yes. Pretty sure he died, didn't he? Yeah, but they still play the commercials. That's it's, just... Okay. It's, a, it's an homage. Let's go with that. All right. Well, but the food, the food's great, and the ambiance is great. There's good-looking women there. Why are we shilling for Fast Eddie's? <laughs> I, I didn't say you were, but... You know, good bands. Okay. All right. Well, you know what? If you're in Alden, Illinois, it's the place to be. On that note, (laughs) this has been another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm Nick. I'm Gator. And this is Jake. Everybody take care. Stay smoky. And safe. Well, yeah. Stay safe. Yeah, you left off safe. Why do you want people to get hurt? I want them to take care. Okay. Changed it up. I did. I don't like that. That threw you off. A little bit. Totally triggered you. Really bothered me. You have no idea. missed it. He, he drank too much of it and it, it didn't happen. The bubble. The bubble. Dude, that's the thing. I've been watching you this whole time and we you waiting. keep putting the toe up and you can't drink out of the boot with the toe up because what happens is that bubble, when it finally shifts, it launches like all the like beer or whatever it is you're drinking like all over You've seen you. beer fast. I have no issues fast. with yeah. it. I've been waiting so patiently and it never for happened, him did to it? just get nope. covered in beer. Maybe and it didn't happen. Maybe someone knew what they were doing. I mean, could have fooled me. That would have been a first. I, I have often. That would have been a first. I fooled you many times. You thought my middle name was S for the longest time. It's true. S as the letter? Yeah, because he would just put Jeffrey S. Egbert. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh. And, like, I asked him, like, what's your middle name? And he goes, oh, S. He's like, I didn't really have one, so, you know, blah, blah, blah. My, my, my mom's father's name was Scott. My dad's father's name was Steven. And they couldn't agree. So they just went with S, and that appeased both sides of the family. But that's not the case. Not true. No, I made it all up. My mom's dad was actually Lauren, and my dad's dad was Waldo. <laughs> Waldo. Do we yeah. believe that? No, I don't know what to believe. That's the problem with him. You don't know what to believe. Like, he'll ta- say shit, and, like, sometimes it's true and sometimes it's not. And because he mixes it up so much, you really have to question everything. Mm-hmm. And inevitably, one of the true things that he'll tell you is just so off the wall. And then you look it up, and you're like, son of a bitch, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Like, we did a pilot episode that we've never released where he started telling me all about these Indians <laughs> that made their canoes out of dried buffalo dung. And he's, like, telling me about the poo canoes and all this kind of thing. And I'm, like, and I'm, I'm like all he in buying this. It's not true? And it's not true. I would have bought it. I would have <laughs> I was going to say. It's, like, it sounded. Poo canoes. Vi- it sounded viable. Yeah, but, there weren't you know. trees on the prairie. They had to use what they had. You know, the dung when it was dried would float. I mean, I had a good rationale. Yeah. And so I totally <laughs> bought it. So, so somewhere out there, there's a 30-minute, you know, pilot episode where I don't even know what we're saying. And then I told you how to get rid of pain is to say 55515. You didn't buy that. You looked it up and what was it? Apparently, that's some sort of CIA trick. You, if you're in pain, just repeat 55515 over and over and over. It turns the pain receptor off in your brain. You concentrate on the spot where the pain is and apparently just keep repeating that. And I don't know. I don't know if I buy it, but apparently it's a thing. I hope like I never have to use it. Apparently it's a thing. So. I used it on the death march I had down at Little Grand Canyon two weeks ago. <laughs> God. The one down yeah. in Arkansas? This no, went, no. This, Southern this, Illinois. Right. This went hiking. <laughs> this, <laughs> this went on a two-mile hike. Okay. Now, there was a time, you know... Back when I was, I was running two miles a day back when I was in the Air Force. That was 2003. And I don't, I can't do that anymore. And we went on the hike. Now, getting into the little Grand Canyon wasn't so bad. It was the getting out. Sure. Because it's uphill all the way. Yeah. And yeah, it, it, I, I was really actually scared they were going to have to call in like, like a helicopter and like heal me out. Yeah. It's, it was You'd be that close. old woman and it's just spinning the whole time. <laughs> Banging off the cliff. Exactly. <laughs> you know, you know that was all going through my head. I hate to admit. Well, I mean, if I would have, I would have just said, eh, that tree looks comfortable. I'm going to sleep there. Yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah I'm like, going I'm to I'm sleep there. It's like, well, this is where I die. Wake up and <laughs> you know? got a Bigfoot cuddling you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, you'd end up with a basketball-sized bruise on your ribs and a true, cut on your arm, and see, and I could four-wheeler tell, would be all fucked up. This cat that had the four-wheeler was much younger than me, because when I was a kid, we had three-wheelers. Uh, they, didn't, they hadn't added the fourth-wheeler sure. yet, so I had a Honda Big Red. Too many people tipping over on the three-wheeler? See, I like the three-wheeler better. We're still recording. I, know. I like the three-wheeler better. This is the after part. I just yeah, wanted right. to mention that. <laughs> I, I didn't know if Jake knows that we, oh, no, yeah. no. we keep going after the show's done. Okay. People like to want our Easter eggs. They like, like the they stuff did, at yeah, the end. Yeah, they like the right. shit at the end. Yeah. You know, I was about ready to drop the professional guys, but since we're still recording, I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah, I thought I'd better warn <laughs> you actually because yeah, I, I didn't I, know I was, if you knew that. I was about ready to drop that. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> so no, the three wheeler when I was a kid was much easier to navigate through the woods 
than the four wheeler is. It's much lighter. So if you got it wedged like in tree, you could pick it up and move it. And yeah, you air the tires up on a three wheeler, you can actually make them float across water. Okay. We used to do that a lot when we were kids. I couldn't now. I mean, I, I'm twice as big as I was back then, but yeah. All right. Those were good times. Indeed. Good I times. missed my childhood. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, thanks. Appreciate it. See ya. <laughs>